hand of the church, but I refuse to be the hand. Am I saying something here? Also, it is important that the church was made by God. And that is why he has put his son Jesus Christ as the head of the church. You didn't get me here. And the church that you see today, that we are all here, is one of the finest things, and I, I, may, I may say the best thing that God has thought of for mankind. The reason why I can say that is because you give your best to your beloved. Oh, you didn't get me here. Let me preach out of the church. You don't give the things that you don't want to your beloved. Whoever you love, you give that person your best. And for God the Father to give the church to his son, it means the church is so precious to him. Amen. Am I teaching something here to somebody? So the reason why my, my, my brothers and sisters, uh, that, that you're coming to church and how you, 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 you do church is important to God. Hmm? Your engagement in the face of God is necessary and important to God. God is not about audience. Because if it was about audience, he would have just called the stones to give him audience. But God is about his people. And whatever he has created. And the church is his. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want us to go to Revelation 3. Are we there yet? All right. Let me just read it. Unless somebody wants to read it for us. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth, because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. Amen. Our main message is going to come from verses 18 going all the way to 22. But the word of the Lord says that the spirit of the Lord told the, 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 the apostle that I counsel you to buy from what? Oh, say with me. To buy from what? Gold refined in the fire. 
that you may be what? Rich. But I thought the church already said they were rich. And why garment that you may be clothed? I thought the church said they didn't need anything. That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with the eyes of self that you may what? See. God is telling this church, buy from what? Me. When we talk about the place of buying, everybody has bought something before. And you know that there are some principles that need to be fulfilled for there to be a buying. One, there has to be a place of exchange. Right? When you go to buy something, it means you are taking something from that person and then in likewise, you are giving that person something. And whatever you are giving that person could be, most of the time, it's money. But then you are gaining something from that person. So one, there's an exchange. Two, it means that whatever you are buying, you are in greater need of it. Now, I know that sometimes those who are married here, we know our wives, <laughs> likes to sometimes go and buy things that we say that this is not needed in the house. But I came to announce to you, God said it's not good for you to be alone. So even though you don't see that it is needed, if your wife says it is needed, it is needed. One of the good things about a pastor is that you can speak the truth. And the truth sets you free. So I know the men will call for a meeting with me. But God being so good, greater is who is with me. So even though you have been complaining that it's not necessary that we buy this, if the wife says this is needed, please honor your wife. Honor your wife. Because when somebody is walking, they don't see their back. But God has given you a helper. And that is the wife. So when you can't see it, she sees it. So when she brings it home. Okay, let me move forward. Let me move forward. Because it looks like I'm going too much to this side of the story. <laughs> Some people are already giving me signs. We will see you outside. The third thing is that to be able to engage in that buying, you have to be able to afford that very thing. If you can't afford it, you can what? Buy it. Hallelujah. And the problem that God saw in this church was that they already told themselves, we are rich. We don't need anything. And that, what, what you see out of what they were saying were three things. One, they took pride in their own works. They thought it was about what they have been able to achieve as a church. 
Because they could testify of themselves that they are rich. But then if you continue, God is saying that I'll give you refined gold so that you can become what? Rich. It means that whatever they called rich was still poor. I hope it's getting, you are getting somewhere here with me. They had also become content. They said, I don't need anything. They had also then identified their Christianity based on the outward appearance. My brothers and sisters, just because everything is going well, does not mean you are walking right with God. Just because everything is not going well, does not mean you're not walking right with God. The question is, your heart with God. Am I preaching to somebody here? I hope some people may be taking notes. They're not taking notes. May the mercy of God and the grace of God help you to remember all that is being preached. So then why did God take this attitude so dearly and so serious that he told them, I will what? Spit you out. Why? Because God did not call out his church to become dependent on their works. When I speak of the church, I'm speaking about you too. God has not called us for us to depend on our works. He has called us to depend on his grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Philippians 4 verse 19, the Bible says, And my God shall supply all my need according to who? His. My God, I wish I had a testimony here today. According to his riches, he will supply all your need. Not some of your need, but all your need. Whatever you are in need of, he is the supplier. And he supplied it out of his riches. Secondly, God has not called his church to become content. And this is for all the young people here. The reason why I say that is because I sit in the youth ministry, in the meetings. And sometimes they say, Pastor, you know, sometimes at church we don't get what you guys are saying. I say, ah, stop being content with that message. Because the Bible says, uh, Jesus Christ said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will never will prevail. Don't settle with where you are as a Christian today. But prevail day after day. Prevail in your challenges. Prevail in the struggles. Because you are the church that he will what? Build. Upon this rock, Peter, I will build my church. Upon, we talk about, we, most of the time, translators have said, upon this revelation, I came to announce to you, he wanted to bring it home to you and I to remember that we are all portion of this church. And upon you, I will build my church. But in your weakness, I will still prevail. The third thing, is that God has not called the church to be limited, but he has called the church to be sanctified. Now, no, no, Pastor, what do you mean by this? 
The reason why certification concerning the church is so important is because the church that has been sanctified is a church that has been set apart for God's own doing. So that you are not what? Limited. What you can do, greater things you can do. You keep putting limitation on yourself. I can't do it. I cannot do it because of A, B, C, and D. But I know that God can cause all things. He caused a donkey to speak. Oh, God. He caused a donkey to speak. Why do you limit yourself? Don't limit yourself. If you can cause a donkey to speak, my brothers and my sisters, I wish I had a church here that you would say, God, use me to speak. When you face challenges, you got to be able to command. When your child is sick, command healing over your child. When the situation at work is causing problems, command God. Father, may your favor go ahead of me. Then we waste our time trying to fight with our supervisors and our managers. Why do you fight whom you are above? America does not fight anyone. They fight people who they can match up with. As the child of God, you have to have that mentality. Everything you are fighting. <laughs> rest. Tell your neighbor, rest. Tell your neighbor, rest. So I want to highlight a few things here. And we are coming to a very a place of closure of this message. So God was saying here that I want you to buy from me gold refined in fire. What is God saying here? He was speaking about the essence of true faith. Buy from me faith. You get it? Why? Because God, when he says buy, buying is the revelation out of this buying is that God with, with, with redemptive work. When God says buy, you cannot afford to buy from God. So when God says buy, it is the, the, the action behind it, it is that he has redeemed you to take from him. And what are you taking from God? His possession that he has installed for you out of that revelation that you have been redeemed. So when you have been, if you know that you have been redeemed, then God says you need to have this in your possession. What do you need to have in your possession? Gold refined in fire. So every child of God needs to have true faith. And faith that is not moved by what they see. But he said, God, refining fire. God has to go through fire before it comes out. For it to have its very substance. But God, refined with the fire of your faith. Means that even when you walk through the fires, it will not consume you. 
God wants you to be to, to know He is God. So instead of depending on yourself, depend on Him that He is your life. He also said that you shall what put on what white garment, which represents what righteousness. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for what? Righteousness. For they shall be what? Filled. And I've been preaching about righteousness for quite a while. You see, what I delight in God about righteousness is that it is the very place whereby he gives us three things that I made mention of a couple of weeks ago. I said one, out of the righteousness of God, you obtain the nature of God. So you are carrying the nature of the Most High. You see why your life and your understanding has to change? Because you are carrying the nature of Jesus. Your life has to reveal the nature of Jesus. Your life has to show the nature of Jesus. And righteousness is also a gift. Meaning that you are obtaining his nature not on your own ability, but on his own. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the third thing he anointed the people, he, he blessed with people with, or blessed us with, is anointing our eyes. And we spoke about this a little bit today in Bible studies. It means a church that has been enlightened by the power of the Holy Ghost and in the word of God. We need to become a people that we just don't read the Bible as a storybook. But we read the Bible as a living word. A word that is able and more than able to do all things. Can I get a church here? So then what am I saying here? Jesus was telling this church that you, one, you are not carrying faith. Two, you are going about with the word of God anywhere, anyhow. But then the problem was that I did not purchase you or redeem you for you to handle my word anywhere, anyhow. I did not Purchase you, redeem you, for you to walk as if I have not given you my faith. I did not purchase you with my blood of my son as if you don't carry my nature. Hallelujah. So what is the blessings here? Let's look at it. Let's go to verses 19. And I'm closing very soon. I'm wondering if I should just wait until to, to next week. Ha. Let's keep going. I'll go through this quickly. Verse 19 says, As many as I what? I love. The first thing he said to this church, As many as I what? I love. That irrespective of all these things, I came to tell you, I love you. So no matter your shortcoming, God loves you. Yeah. But don't take the love for granted. 
The Bible says in Jeremiah 31, verses 3 to 4, it says, The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. God says, I love you. The Gospel of John, chapter 16. Let's go there briefly, quickly. Verses 26. Hear this. Jesus Christ praying. He says, on that day to his disciples, on that day, ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. What is Jesus Christ saying here? You shall ask in my name. Give me a different translation so that people can understand this a little bit. Not the King James, please. In that day, you will ask in my name. I am not telling you that I will make requests to the Father on your behalf. Jesus is saying, you will not make the request, or I will not make the request on your behalf. Keep going to the next verse. For the Father himself, my God, I wish I had a church here. For the Father himself, Loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. So what Jesus is saying, that may, some time ago, you needed me to be the one to go and make the request. But now because you have come to love me, and, and now because you love me, now I dwell in you. So no longer do you need me to make the request for you. But now you can walk straight to the Father and call him Abba Father. And when you call upon him, he hears your prayer. I wish I had a church. He hears your prayer. He hears your prayer. Meaning, stop begging for a request. But go to your Father. The reason why the people of the old were so confused about Jesus because he keeps saying, my father, my father, my father. And they were confused. And he said, I am the son. When you say that you are a child of God, the evil one gets confused. Because one of the things that the devil does not know is the creation of God creating you in his own image and likeness. Huh. Let me go through this. And he says what? Whom I love. Revelation chapter 3, verses 19. I love. And also he says unto what? He also what? Rebuke. That is one of the problems of why we don't see God's love. Because we don't embrace the rebuking of God. When God is, is rebuking us from our wrongdoing, we have a problem with that. Some way, somehow, he's always going to use your pastor to correct you. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah, but that is okay. He's going to use your husband to correct you. He's going to use your, your wife to correct you. God will always either use somebody or reveal that thing to you by dream or by revelation. So when somebody's correcting you in the ways of the Lord, say amen. Yeah. 
says, be zealous. Meaning, be excited for the right reason. When you come to the house of God, not just church, not just at your home, but even at your place of work, you got to act with a certain measure of excitement. The reason why sometimes people have to feel like they have to praise for a long time before the church gets to the tune, because the church has not prayed or praised God all week. So it's like jump-starting a car. You know, you got to sometimes then the praise and worship leaders are saying, oh my God, hey. And then they will quote the scriptures and quote, this one didn't work, let me take the other scripture. And they keep quoting, hallelujah. But if the people are always in praise of worship, they don't need any jump starting. Because when I'm walking at work, I can still say and sing to my God, Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning. Great is thy mercy. Be zealous for God. You cannot understand worship if you are not zealous for God. It doesn't matter your background. Say, I was Catholic, so we didn't pray, so I'm not used to this. Listen, in heaven, it's not about being Catholic. Or Pentecostal, you can praise whatever you think you in heaven. If you want to stay, let me put it this way: if you want to get there and stay there, then learn how to worship God today. Learn how to praise God today. Because when we get to heaven, it's about praising God, it's about worshiping God in spirit and in truth. I am getting somewhere. We are going to be finishing soon. The, the, the other blessing that comes out of buying from him is the place of repentance. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrated his own love to us to this point that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the last thing is what I want to end at. In verses 20, he says, Behold, no, 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 let me, let's do 21 for the sake of time. To him who what? Oh, say with me. To him who what? To him who what? I will grant to what? Sit with me. Where? Where? Oh, can I get a church here? Where? Okay. Where are you sitting? Where are you sitting? Where are you sitting? Are you sure? Yes. Sit with me on my what? All right, all right, all right. Can we keep going? But who is sitting on the throne with him? Who? Me. And who is me? I. And who is I? Who is who, who's, who's Rosalind? 
Who's I, who's me, and who's he and she? Uh, he says, to him who was overcome. Hmm? So the throne is not just for anybody. It's for the overcomers. And that is what they have been missing in preaching it. But I came to tell you, you can't overcome unless you carry the refined gold. You cannot overcome unless you wear the garment of righteousness. You cannot overcome unless you have the eyes of understanding. Be enlightened that you know God for who he is. The overcomers. The overcomers. Now let me tell you the mystery of this. What I love the most about God's word. He did not just say that you would just sit on my throne with me. But check this out. He said, he said, as I also overcame and has sat down with what? My father on his throne. As I also So now he is taking you out of your comfort zone. That I can't, I can't. And now saying, I am an overcomer. And you also, you are an overcomer. So what Jesus is teaching us here is that he dwells in us. He is the overcomer. You got to understand that the one that is in you is Jesus. The overcomer. So your life is about overcoming. So what you reflect is what overcoming. The reason why you can forgive is because you have over what? Oh my God. The reason why you can love is because what? The reason why you can rejoice is because what? The last time I saw somebody overcoming, they did not walk around with their face looking like everything was dead. You are an overcomer. And the true worshipers get to know this. this this Don't let this be just a body. That you just come and just chill. This is holy. God is preparing us on that throne. One day, that throne. If you don't have anything else to aim for, aim for the throne. Aim for the throne. Rise on your feet. Aim for the throne. From the youngest, the old, he says, buy from me. Buy from me. God bless you very much. And I want that to be your prayer this very day. And maybe through the course of the year, until the Lord just keep revealing to you. Say, God, may I buy from you. I don't know where you feel like you may be falling short in when it comes to this thing. Where is your faith? Where is righteousness of God? 